0: Hi, this is the Year's Lantern podcast, and today I'm going to be talking about the book that I've been reading—possibly *The West Wing* and definitely *Green Book*, and maybe a bit of *Wonder Woman* 1984—and no, not *Wonder Woman* 1984, *Wonder Woman*. Okay, so let's—maybe both of them. I don't know. So let's start with the book I've been reading. I've been reading. Illuminate. It's by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. It's about, it's about, it's like a space, it's a science fiction novel that's made up of like compiled files of people's recount, different recounts of certain events and people's like messages between people and security footage and stuff like that. So it's, 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 it's good, definitely. I'm really, really enjoying it. And it does feel, it feels very real. And that's, that comes from the way that it's written. Like the, cause it's all, they, they've even got like this thing called Unipedia that they've used once. It's like Wikipedia, but space, um, and so it's really, really, really great. I'm really enjoying it. It's it works very well, and it's it's a, it's an interesting and unique way to writing a book. And I'm really enjoying it. So I would certainly recommend that. Go check that out. Illuminae by Amy Kaufman and J. Kristoff. is spelled A I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-E. I double think. Um it's very good I really enjoyed it what else have I, I've been watching the West Wing I think the West Wing's an interesting one really uh, because i found I've found that it feels too heightened I think the dialogue the dialogue the West Wing is interesting. It's it's like a drama about people in the White House, basically. I found the dialogue is way too heightened so that it doesn't feel natural and it just feels like people going massively over the top and stuff. I get that it's got its fans and everything, but I, it just it doesn't feel like it's for me. I will keep watching it and hopefully it does... I might start liking it, but currently i'm not sure on it and i don't think i could give it a star rating to be honest with you i think it's just kind of yeah i can't tell what i think of it really it's a, it's an interesting one really anyway so that is um uh the west wing i'm moving on now to wonder woman so wonder woman was released 2016 i think um, it stars Gal Gadot, obviously, as Wonder Woman, and I I really enjoyed this. We watched it, my me and my family, and we watched it on New Year's Eve. Um, we stayed up watching it until, like, 10-ish or 11-ish or something, um, and then we went to bed. I know that's not what you do on New Year's Eve. Normally, we would have had, like, a party with some of our friends and everything, but because of the pandemic we kind of didn't have much of a party and stuff so yeah uh but no it i really enjoyed it i thought the writing is incredible it's really sharp and witty and funny constantly and it's it's so much better than most action films like i think the comedy in most action film most kind of superhero films is massively overrated like, I'll be honest with you, it is massively overrated, um, that, that just, some of the lines just aren't funny, and the, especially Avengers Endgame, because there's, like, a ton of fat jokes in there, and I didn't find those funny at all, um, so, uh, this, this is, it's incredible, I just, I really liked it, it's, the characters are all great, I thought it's it's good that it's set in Britain as well. And I think the accents are all really brilliant and really funny. Uh, Except for Chris Pine. And obviously he's American. Um, So yeah, it's really, really good. Then there's Wonder Woman 1984. Obviously this was released this year, I think, in America. I'm not sure if it's released over in the UK yet. Um, So let's just say that I watched it. Well, I... Yeah, you could say that I it was released in the cinemas here, actually. For, so we were able to watch it. So there is a possibility that I watched it. Um, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really good. And a lot of critics. So this is set in 1984, obviously. Um, and it follows Wonder Woman as there's a new villain played by Pedro Pascal or new kind of antagonist. It's a villain, really, uh, and then it's got Kristen Wig and everything and stuff. And I thought I I really enjoyed this one, and I was discussing it with my mum because my mum asked if I could discuss Wonder Woman, and in, in the fact that the way she looks is quite stereotypical for a female character in a in, in a superhero movie, and I kind of have to agree. But because the writing in the first one was so great i th- i just did it i didn't pay much attention to that at all and in the second one kristen wig kristen wig is also quite stereotypical kind of female superhero no spoilers um it, and i do like white woman like blonde or brown hair and everything quite th- quite slim and stuff um obviously but i think the characters are so good and i think the drama in the second film is so great that that it just doesn't matter and it never really matters to you enough and i just think that's really great i i really really enjoyed the second one the second one's more drama than anything and i've a lot of people are kind of complaining that the writing isn't so great but the characters are so good and the way I describe it is, you're given like a, a, a an insight into each kind of main character or each important character's mind, so you can invest in that character when the time comes to invest in that character. And I thought that was really interesting as well, and I I really really enjoyed that. Um, I think the writing isn't as sharp, but it's the writing isn't necessarily anything new but what it does with the actors and with the different aspects of each character and the way it makes you invest in each character is really really good i i just really enjoyed this one i think especially with pedro pascal and his son i think that makes you really invest in him and his son and i thought that was really great um so yeah it's it's just brilliant i thought i thought it was incredible a lot of people a lot of critics have complained about the fact that the story maybe doesn't make sense in places and stuff i think it kind of i don't know kind of is true maybe in the sense that when they've got the plane and stuff how the plane gets to one place to another really quickly doesn't make much sense but overall i think it's a great film and people who are going on like that it's like it's not a christopher nolan film it is not watertight it has its flaws and i think you need to accept that moving on now to uh what's it called um oh come on uh what's uh i'm sorry green book so this stars Viggo mortensen and somebody else i can't remember his name um uh, it's set in the early 60s and it charts in Mortensen's character Tony Balalung- longa Balalunga or something. I don't know, his name... <laughs> There's loads of jokes about his name and how he can't pronounce it. How people can't pronounce it, not necessarily Tony himself. Um, so it, it's about Tony who gets a job as a driver for dr shirley who is a jazz musician jazz pianist and he has to take him on a tour around the deep south of america i think this one is really really interesting i think it's overly hyped because like the two main performances are really good um and i think Okay. I will be giving this a star rating after I finish reviewing it. But really, my star rating might be a bit low. But obviously, that's not definitive. It's incredibly subjective. It's just my opinion on it. Obviously, you can think something different. And if you want to formulate your own opinion on it, and then if you have a podcast or something, go on about it on there. And then... What I often do is before I read any reviews of a film, I watch that film and then I talk and then I talk about it on my podcast. So I know that my original opinion is out there, and so I don't change it because I find fa- I find that other other critics can change your opinions, and I find that frustrating. Uh, obviously, um, so this one. I've said it's interesting already. It really is quite interesting. Because it's... There's nothing... There's nothing new about the dialogue. But you can invest in the characters. And it it charts these... It charts... So, Dr. Shirley is black. And... Uh, um, Tony is white. And Tony is the driver, obviously. So, it's kind of a reverse... A reverse scenario of what would have really happened in real life, and it's based on a true story, obviously. Um, and he, and Tony has to take doc, the Doctor on on these tours and everything, and it it kind of it it tries to tackle racism, and it does that, and that's not my problem with it. My problem is that it tackles racism and the fact that it. Tr- racism is the star of the film not the characters and i find that incredibly frustrating it works too hard to kind of undermine racism and do all of that instead of actually instead of actually so it works too hard to undermine racism instead of actually exploring the characters and my mum made a point that it, it it tackles racism, and it ex- and and it explores racism in those characters, and I thought that was quite interesting. It was an interesting point, but to be honest, I don't think she's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, I think it it does tackle racism through the characters uh and what i want it to do instead is i want it to i want it to just explore those characters and i want the racism to be underlying i'm not saying it's incredibly grim i'm saying i'm not saying that i find the racism annoying or frustrating i think it's frustrating that racism is the star of the film and that racism isn't and that the characters aren't. I think that's the only way that I can put it. Like, in the last episode with Seth I did on Rocks, he made a point about Rocks isn't a film that is made by directors or writers or actors who want to to communicate something through the writing or the performances, who want to communicate a moral, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. He said that that's not the case in Rocks. And he said that it's frustrating or something along the lines of that. I can't quite remember. He said that it's frustrating that um, when directors do do that. And I got what he meant. Uh, but most, I think when I listened back to the episode, I thought that, oh, that seems a bit obtuse or or um, that seems a bit opaque. And I don't know if people will know what he means. Hopefully my audience are intellectual, are people, clever enough to know what I, what he meant and what I meant by that so hopefully you did or maybe you didn't but anyway it's not much much of a problem if you didn't i'm going to explain it now in full so, well it's where a director or a writer or an actor tries to communicate a moral they try to put a lesson in or something like that. I think if you're an actor and you're trying to communicate, if you're an actor or a director or a writer and you're trying to communicate a feeling, that's all right. But if you're trying to communicate a moral or a lesson of some sort, it doesn't work. And I think what they do in Green Book is they try too hard to kind of hammer that moral in and there are too many interactions with white people for that moral to properly sink in and i find that slightly frustrating but anyway it's it's good enough the performances are good i think the writing's nothing special and there's a throwaway gag at the end it's not like a post-credits gag or anything it's just like a throwaway gag where where tony's wife Dolores, says something to dr shirley i'm not going to say what it is but it kind of upends everything and it's just like wait what what do they mean by that and stuff and it's just i found that frustrating in that they're like they're making a drama that's trying to upend racism and then they just throw in this gag at the end and it's like now you're gonna have to watch the film again so you can find out it's just like no you're not Christopher Nolan you don't get to do that your film isn't about an incredibly interesting sci-fi concept or just mind-bending concept in itself your film is about these characters and so focus on these characters and don't just shove in a throwaway gag at the end and i found that superbly frustrating overall it's good enough but i think i'm going to give it 3 stars because they try to communicate that moral far too much and it's just like yes we get it and it's just like in one so there's like a interaction with the police to show that the police in America are racist, and then there's another with an an inter there's another interaction with a police officer that tries to that shows like well not all police officers are actually that bad in in this case, and it's just like no it's I think yeah I find the whole moral thing frustrating, and I think they shouldn't have done that and yeah it's just it's very annoying and it's not something and the title as well is called green book after the books that they just used to uh, to find out what what hotels Dr Shirley can stay in obviously cuz Dr Shirley's black So, I found that frustrating as well. That the title's just complete, almost completely unconnected to the movie. The title relates to the book, but the book doesn't play enough of a part in the movie for the movie actually to earn that title. It's just like, surely they should have, they could have thought of something else along those lines. I think it's a good film, but it won, I think it won Best Picture or something, which is pretty crazy. And I, don't th- I don't think that it should have. I think... I think that it's right that a film with a black char- pr- protagonist or black character... A film that tackles racism... And that racism is a large part of... A large part in... Um, is nominated... Is... Wins Best Picture. But I found... I just think that find another movie to do that because this movie isn't quite, isn't quite, it's not a good enough character drama. I think Bong Joon-ho's Parasite was nominated for the same category and didn't win and I think if I watch Parasite, I think I might know which will probably be the better film the best film in my opinion obviously that's not definitive it's incredibly subjective etc 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 so i i i enjoyed it enough it made me smile it was funny but it wasn't too funny like the comedy's just slow and it just makes you smile and stuff it's not quite big laughs big gags etc so i found that frustrating no I didn't find it frustrating actually I'm sorry I've, I've I've, begun repeating stuff that I've already said on this podcast before I didn't find that frustrating I just think that uh, the comedy's slow and rolling and, and it's nothing too special and it's not frustrating it's just nothing special and I think I am going to give this three stars which means it's average not good not bad and this is on our scale, which consists of five stars where it, where one is really bad, two is bad, three is average, not good, not bad, as I just said. four is good and five is fucking brilliant or excellent because we're new and like that okay so I hope you got all of that. I hope you enjoyed this short this brief episode. Let me just check what the time is um and Yeah, I I hope as I this episode isn't very long. It's probably just about fifteen minutes long. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe about twenty minutes long. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope to be in your ears soon. I will be in your ears next week, hopefully. If you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or apparently, quite frankly, um, on any other podcast platform, then you could try and leave a review um i think you can do that on apple podcasts i'm not sure if this podcast is on apple podcasts yet but apparently i have people who have listened to it on apple podcasts so please do leave a review on apple podcasts please do make it a five star review because it is quite frankly an incredible podcast and you should be listening to more of it you should not listen to the first second third fourth fifth Oh, right through to the tenth episode, because those are not very good. I can't quite remember when this podcast actually got good. It's it was quite a while ago. When I maybe when I started, like saying things about subjectivity and whatnot and stuff when I started being more critical about films, maybe. I don't know. It's constantly improving so I have no idea. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope to be in your ears soon. Hopefully I'll be in your ears soon bye see you soon goodbye see you bye